Hey, welcome to the First Two Entrepreneurs podcast, where we feature first responders that are also entrepreneurs or running business on the side. We are here to showcase these businesses, but also talk about the difficulties running a business while being a first responder. My name is Ryan Ballard, and I'm your host. All right. In today's show, I am super excited to welcome Justin Frank. How are you, Justin? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate you being on. Uh, Justin is a full-time firefighter, a career firefighter up in Washington State, and he also owns a business called Easy Street Equity. Um, happy to have you on. Excited to dive in and talk a little bit about your past firefighting and um, how it led you to your current venture and finance. And also you have a pretty uh, big passion in uh, health and fitness. So yeah. we'll touch on that as well. And we'll go from there. Yeah, I love it. I appreciate you uh, you having me on. And uh, I'm always excited to, uh, to share the story. And, and I hope uh, some folks get to, to grab a few things from it today. So I'm glad to be here. Likewise, absolutely. So you're a firefighter. How long have you been a firefighter? Yeah, so I've been with my current department for uh, just over 10 years. I've been in the um, service as a first responder for about 13. So um, not short, not super long either. So yeah. Awesome. And what led you what led you to get into the fire service? You know, I, I've, so at the age of nine, I was diagnosed with type one diabetes. It forced me to um, pay attention to my health. I've always understood it well. Um, I've always enjoyed it, kind of been forced into my life, given the diagnosis at the age of nine or so. And uh, in my mid-20s, though I knew I liked, I liked health and I understood it well, I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. And driving down the road, I saw a sign at a local fire department here by me that said, now hiring or come volunteer. And I'm like, I wonder what that's all about, you know? And, and as, as a lot of people do, I've always had a curiosity for the flashing lights as you pass by, you know, I, I'm probably one of the people that drive a lot of others crazy when you're slowing down in traffic to try to get a peek of what's going on. So I kind of felt like, man, let's go check that out. That could satisfy a couple of curiosities. You know, I've had the interest at, at like what's going on over there when I see the, the lights and then also I've had the interest in health, just given my, my lifestyle um, as, as a young individual. So at that age, uh, say I think I was mid-20s then, I went into this local fire department. I had talked about volunteering. I got in as a volunteer. Um, and then that slowly progressed into like, man, this, this is cool. I like this. It's, it has a really, it, it's, it's very team-oriented. And that's kind of where I fell in love with it. Gosh, you know, like I said, 13 some years ago when I um, when I decided I wanted to get in. So it, it happened to be just a sign on the road that, that got me to stop in and start asking questions and start my journey getting into the fire service. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's nice hearing the different stories behind why people get into the fire service, right? And they range yeah. all across all across the board. So that that is the first time that I've I've heard somebody say literally saw a sign on the side of the road and the rest is history. Yeah, pretty much. I'd say, you know, I was, I was a little lost too at that time in my life. I didn't come from a family that was very driven by school, my mom and my dad. I think 
my my mother graduated high school. My dad did not. Um, they my dad was just a tradesman, um, dirt work guy, and so I wasn't pushed to go to college either. And initially, um, I did not. I dabbled in it a little bit. Um, eventually, I, I did go to college and I finished a bachelor's degree and all that. But I was a little lost in my early twenties and like, what the heck am I going to do with myself? Did some construction. I did some bartending. And anyways. I'll say that the um, seeing that sign, it got me on a more professional path and, and something where you could make a career and all that. So yeah, it was it was an awkward entrance. I didn't I didn't have um, any intentions as a young boy or anything to be a firefighter. It just kind of just kind of happened. And when I started going in and asking questions, it seemed to satisfy a lot of curiosities. And I thought, man, I could be good at this too. So it's, yeah, not a typical entrance, I'd say. No, it's awesome. It's it's again. I love the uniqueness behind some of the stories that we've heard on the, at least on this show. Uh, and then, yeah. you know, just in general, you know, listening to people's backstories and, you know, why and how, and, you know, how, how it all happened. So I, uh, that's, I, I love, I love listening to the answers uh, to that sure. question. So, yeah. Um, now you, you touched on health and sure. I know this is a big, part of your life now and it always, <laughs> and it really has been since you were nine and had your diagnosis um, but it seems like you've really taken it to another level, not only for yourself, but for others. So why don't yeah. you explain to the audience a little bit about what you're doing now uh, when it comes to health and fitness and, and how that plays into your daily life? Yeah. So as you said, um, early on, I was diagnosed with diabetes and um, fortunate and unfortunately, I would say I was I was focused to pay a lot of attention to myself and my health. And I've always taken it very seriously. And so, um, as I've gotten older, it's just, it's just a, like a, a part of me now, you know, I, I exercise with my, my wife, um, three to five times a week. Um, we, we do some sort of, uh, training together. Um, I'm a, I'm a big, big biohacker, you know, as far as uh, I jump in the sauna, we live on a glacier fed river. I go do my cold soaks down there. Nice. Um, I I've always paid attention to, um, um, my diet, especially as a diabetic, it, it's huge to, to pay attention to that. And so uh, over these past couple of years, um, I don't have a business or anything in particular where we offer any services, but um, it's something that I'm always sharing with people through my social media and whatnot. And um, I'm a part of a men's mastermind group where a lot of people in that group have been telling me like, you need to start a business delivering this type of information. And I don't feel that I'm, I'm there yet. But as of right now, it's just been a part of my life. And, and it's, it's kind of nice because I really enjoy it too. I do feel like I understand it. I don't feel like it's been painful for me over these past 30 years to, to have to pay attention, but it's just, I, I enjoy moving. Um, I enjoy fitness and it comes in all, all forms. I, I ride my mountain bike. We do the Spartan races and then we have our gym in our garage. My wife and I actually met at a CrossFit gym. And, uh, so I've always really just enjoyed having it as a part of my life. And I keep my, my young daughters, I have a, uh, a three and a five-year-old, I get them outside. They watch mom and dad work out together. So I really hope that I'm like implanting in, in them very early. 
And then I'm hoping to give back to others by, you know, I post, a, I post my workouts on my Instagram and I kind of post what we're doing and, and all that. So I'm hoping just to inspire people right now, not selling any fitness information or anything. Um, just hopefully motivating others to, to, to get moving. No, that's awesome. And that's, you know, it ties directly into our industry, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, physical fitness, uh, physical, mental health, all of it. Right. Um, and I think it's really cool that you're just, you're doing it, you're putting it out on social media, you're putting it out, you know, whatever channels that, uh, that you have, and mm -hmm. you're just providing value. And that's, it's huge. You know, yeah, yeah. You're not selling something, um, in the, in the long run, if you end up selling it, what you're doing is you're creating such a awesome, loyal base without even knowing it. And by providing all that information to people and, you know, like you said, you're not doing it for money right now or anything. You're just doing yeah. it because it's a passion project, right? That's what we're doing with this podcast. It's a passion project. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's getting out there and providing as much value as you can, whether it's business related, fitness related, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it may be. So I think you're, I think it's awesome that you're doing it and, you know, I uh, applaud you for it. That's for sure. I appreciate it. You know, and for, for me too, it, it wasn't something that, um, I didn't really think that a whole lot of people would want to pay attention, but then I started getting messages of like, I stopped posting my workout stuff for a little while and I got messages like, Hey, you should start posting that again. You should start posting that again. And so, um, now I'm trying to focus, like I'm, I'm looking at getting a, a VA and whatnot. And I'm, I don't know if you have them or I'm, you may have them for your podcast here, but some, somebody to help me so I can expand a little bit and start getting it uh, more often on my Instagram, which is what we mm -hmm. use mostly. But I'd like to go over to even uh, YouTube and start posting some short videos on just everything that I'm doing. Yeah. Why do I take cer certain supplements that I do? And why am I jumping in the sauna? And why am I jumping in the river? And why am I going for morning walks in a fasted state? All of those things, I want to start getting little snippets to people because I think, you know, I'm sure you recognize being in the fire service and working as a first responder that um, fitness and fitness education, as well as finance and finance education, uh, it's not very prominent um, among uh, in our nation in general. And, and I hate to say that, but even me where I was at, um, you know, a decade ago with finances and whatnot, I mean, completely ignorant and illiterate in it. And so yeah. I felt, I, I see that there's a lot of people who struggle to even read a food label. And so what is very basic to me, I realized that a lot of people don't understand and struggle with. So it kind of made me want to, to start putting more of our, our fitness stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, I've in the last, uh, probably in the last year or so I've, I've really tried to dive deeper into that stuff and yeah. to, um, real, realistically the, the, uh, ice baths, for example, um, yeah. I absolutely, I, before <laughs> I did them, I was like, why the hell are people doing this? Why would you yeah. want to jump in a tub of ice? I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. So I was exposed to it through our marketing agency because our leadership director just, that's one of his core principles in his leadership program is ice baths. And, um, you know, he talks about sauna and stuff like that. And yeah. um, once I got introduced to it and I under, 
more or less got exposed to the science behind it and why it's important. And then after the first one, I was a huge fan because I'm like, this is incredible. You know, at first I'm sticking my feet into this top and I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be horrible. And then I finally, I go in, you know, I do, he was, he's like, the goal is just to do it for, you know, starting off, just do it three minutes, five minutes, whatever, and then get out. I'm like, okay. So I did it. I think I did it for four. I'm like, all right, I'll split the difference with you. And then hopped out in the the feeling afterwards was yeah. insane. Yeah. And I, and I loved it. And I yeah. felt like a million bucks for the rest of the day. You it do, was incredible. Yeah. You do get a really great um, dopamine feeling afterwards, yeah. you know, and my wife thinks I'm insane. It's one thing I haven't really got her to commit to yet. She, she sure. comes down to the river with me, you know what I mean? And, and she'll watch me. But she's like, I just don't get it. It seems miserable because our our river temperature out here is about 42 degrees on average. So it's not iced over or anything like that, but it's cold, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, there's there's a couple things, you know, there's a lot of benefits to it. Um, There's the immunity benefits and and, and, um, and a lot of those things. But also there's there's the mental part of it, just being able to get in there and tolerate it even for 30 seconds right and then to get out and experience that 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 dopamine feeling you get that's worth it right there and i like the the resilience piece and the mental piece that comes with just being able to get in there and get in up to your neck and maybe dunk your head or whatever that is there's something that even comes along with that that that's good for you and that's what i try to tell my wife i'm like hey even for the the mental strength piece just hop in for a second yeah. try it for 5 seconds or 10 seconds there's a ton of benefits to it but you, you know if you've done it getting in is not easy no that's the no, hard no. part it's same same thing with the gym though right it's really easy to talk yourself out of it and you're like ah i'm tired or whatever it may be i got to go do this for 30 minutes or 45 minutes that's the hard part but when you're done how do you feel right fantastic nothing nothing better yeah yep that's absolutely funny. it's uh i so i've done a few of them now and i actually uh, just ordered a oh um, you did I did. I ordered a tub. Uh, no, well, it's like a uh, one of the inflatable barrel? that just collapses. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, it's it. Yeah, yeah. It's barrel. Yeah, it looks just like a barrel. And yep. you know, just to start doing them at home here because I haven't done one in. Oh man, it's probably been. Last time I did it was in Costa Rica, which was August. Okay. Yeah. So, well, um, it's, it's there's a lot of. Yeah, there's a lot of affordable options now that are coming out, which is really nice. And you know, for me being in Washington State and whatnot, it, it stays it stays pretty cold here most of the time. So, um, I, I didn't find it. Well, I have the luxury of living on a river too, which is, it's a little hippie, right? Going out and just getting in your, my, my neighbors, they have great neighbors. They see me in my underwear all the time going from the sauna to the river. Uh, but, but, but it works out really well. Um, uh, but there's some pretty awesome affordable options now for, for yeah. the cold tubs. Yeah, it's cool. Very cool. And there was a, I watched, um, that, that Chris Hemsworth, uh, yeah, yeah that's a good show. Oh yeah. my god, it was it was amazing. I yeah. and it just got me more more interested, more you know, more gung ho about learning more about my body and the effects physically, mentally, you know, all that good stuff. I mean, meditation's always been a thing for me, at least for the last like year or two, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, cold bass, obviously, I'm introducing a lot more and uh, really just starting the whole 
uh, I fast probably three days a week. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah. But it's not it's not a full 24 hour. It's a it's the dinner and then I don't eat until lunch the next day, which is, I think, roughly about 18 hours, 16, yeah. 18 hours. And, uh, you know, when I started doing it, I've noticed like today I fasted up until, you know, right before uh, we hopped on, I, I had a bite to eat. But, you know, it's I, I always thought of it as why, you know, why the hell would you do that? Yeah. And yeah. after watching Chris Hemsworth do it yeah. and, and then show explain the science behind it, I was just like, man, that makes complete yeah. sense. I could probably do that a couple of days yeah. a week, you know, and I. There's I it's great. There's a lot of things we're learning now, you know, that, that have not always been and in fasting, even the intermittent fasting is, is one of them. And, and for me, for a long time, um, I didn't, I didn't want any part of it, but then when you kind of understand why, and even from, even from a 12 hour standpoint of not eating, th there's some benefits you might not get, um, as you would in a long-term fast, mm -hmm. but you do get the benefit of, of just a little bit of temporary stress on your body, but you also get the chance for your gut to be completely empty and kind of regenerate itself and clean itself. And it's one thing that I never recognized because I was the type of person, especially I've always been very skinny, which when I was in high school and all that, I hated it. Same here. Um, <laughs> right. And uh, so I'm always trying to gain weight. So I'm eating a lot of food and I'll, I would eat up until bed. And then right in the morning, what have they always told us? you know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. So I'd get up and I'd eat. So I would have a six hour window or so, or maybe an eight hour window where my body didn't have food in it. Well, I didn't realize that my gut was never empty. So it never had time to sit and like kind of fix itself and regenerate and clean itself up. That kind of made a lot of sense for me, even from the intermittent um, yeah. fasting standpoint. And so I, for the most part, um, will either do a, um, a, a, 16 to 18 hour fast, um, just doing like a black coffee in the morning. Cause you know, yeah. being in the fire service, being a part of tailboard and all that, you got to have some oh, sort yeah. of coffee or you're, you're the weirdo, right? Yep. <laughs> uh, but a lot of mornings too, I do the, um, I do fat fasting where, which is like the bulletproof thing from, from Dave Asprey. Um, we'll sure. do a little MCT oil and, and some of, he has some creamer that's pretty good. That's it's like a fasting mimic. So I do mm -hmm. that a lot of times too, but it's been, it's been great. I feel lighter. I, I my energy is good. I definitely don't feel like I'm, I'm starving and I'm withering away or anything. There's, there's, it's cool how many benefits there are to these temporary stresses to your body. You wouldn't think yeah. so, but there's a lot of cool benefits from these heat therapies and cold therapies and fasting and all that good stuff. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I'm definitely becoming more of a student. Uh, cool. Yeah, it know, sounds like you're doing all the right things. Yeah. Yeah. And I just in real, you know, it's just over the last year or two, really starting to, you know, hone in on that stuff. And, you know, it, I've always had an interest. I played hockey my whole life. And, oh, cool. you know, so I was I was always physically active, right? Mm -hmm. And even, you know, through my 20s, I was playing men's league and being physically active and working out of the firehouse. And, you know, once once 30 hit, it kind of <laughs> slowed down a little bit. Yeah. In the last five years or so, um, it's really been, you know, mid 30s. I'm like, oh, man, I'm like, do I really want to work out today? You know, it's, it's just yeah. that, you know, like you said, you're talk. it's easy to talk yourself out of that stuff. So sure. you don't want to last you know, year or two, just learning more about you know, the new understandings of your body and, and fasting and in the temporary stressors on the body, as you put it, 
it's it's definitely becoming more and more interesting to me and you know i i love talking about it now and getting it out there and that's why when i saw you were fitness was a big part of your Mm -hmm. life you know from obviously your young age and uh what you're doing now yeah i'm like man i hope he's you know talks about this and that (laughs) cool sure enough you talked about it so um yeah it's it's cool getting that stuff out there and the more more people know about it especially in our industry yeah you know it helps it goes a long way we know what's what's crazy is um not to get off on too much of a fitness tangent but Mm -hmm. i mean i guess where we're at we're at where we're at but um the, I think people are paying attention now, which like you said, it's really cool. So we had a sauna in our garage and, um, it took a, it took like an hour and a half to get to heat. It wasn't, it was, it was a, it was just a cheap one, right? Which is fine. We we were, we were fortunate enough to have one. Well, when we sold a piece of real estate, we had a fairly big win on it. And our, our gift to ourselves was we made a patio out in our backyard that overlooked the river and we bought a nicer sauna that sits out there. So my wife and I have this little spa area and it's fan- fantastic. So we sold the one in our garage and we put the, um, the sauna out that overlooks the river. But what was crazy is, is when we got our sauna, there was a six month wait for it because so many people were buying saunas. And then my brother's like, we got ours, we set it up. My brother really liked it. He's like, man, I think I want to get one. By the time he wanted to jump in line, it was a year and a half wait for this company to build because they were getting so many customers. So what I looked at was, hey, it was kind of through the COVID thing when a lot of people yeah. were paying attention to, you know, all the different remedies for COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it was cool to see all these people kind of jumping into the space, you know, and, and there's a there's a lot, a lot of people in this nation but, but I saw this movement and people are really starting to pay attention. And it just shows, like you said, with, um, I can't remember the name of the show with Chris Hemsworth, but, but those shows are, are, um, informing the masses of all these cool little things that you can do for yourself to take care of yourself at home, uh, which I think is really awesome. Yeah. Very, very cool. Uh, limitless. That's what limitless. Yep. 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 Um, yeah, definitely, definitely check that out if you're listening on National Geographic and it's on Disney Plus in the National Geographic section yeah. if you have it. Oh, um, yeah. And I mean, I mean, you you see a guy like that doing all those things, and it's it's too bad he couldn't promise that we'd all look like him. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but back absolutely. Then, yeah, they picked a good character for that show. They did, they did. <laughs> um all right, let's uh, you know, let's move move into the business side of things, yeah, right? Perfect. And um, you know, obviously talking about health and fitness is is awesome, especially in our line of work. So yeah, I'm glad we uh, were able to hit on that a little bit. So yeah, absolutely. Um, so Easy Street Equity, uh, explain yeah. to me what that business does. Yeah, so I would say it's just a little boutique investment firm, right? So um, we started investing in real estate. Um, several years ago, um, my father became terminally ill. Um, he, we, we, we found out where he was financially, um, when he became ill and it was scary, we'll say. And I saw my mom, um, kind of wide-eyed with like, oh my gosh, you know, um, how am I going to live another 20 or 25 years off of these finances? And that scared me. Um, and then I started having kids and I started thinking about my um, future, um, for, for 
what I can pass off to my, my family and, and be more secure financially. I've always loved real estate. Never have I thought about it as an investment vehicle until my dad got sick and um, I started having kids. And of course, like a lot of people, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. And it just changed my mindset. So we started looking at real estate. We started investing in real estate and we um, got into self-storage. And then we started getting into single families. We started doing some personal loans. Um, we we creeped over into um, triple net lease buildings. Um, we invested across um, around 700 apartment units last year. And that's when we decided we wanted to start offering. And when I say we, most of this is my wife and I. Um, And so we've been doing this all ourselves, but we wanted to start offering um, investments to friends, family. It was working out well with with, um, some family members. And so then we we started um, offering it to anyone and everyone, essentially, just as a small little um, investment boutique. Um, so last year we spent a lot of time working on multifamily. Like I said, we, we, um, were across, uh, several different units. We were down in, um, Texas and Georgia, and we actually invested in, in Louisiana as well, where my wife is from. Um, and, and now we've paused a little on, uh, multifamily, just given the lending environment and whatnot, we're stabilizing, um, several assets with with the operators that we're working with, and we're starting to peek at um, medical buildings and whatnot now. Uh, but this is something that um, we're we're kind of kind of like the fitness thing. Uh, we're we're continuing to grow. It's it's very small right now, and um, but but it's something that we offer out to others as information and opportunity to get in on some quality real estate investments. That's awesome. That's very yeah. cool. Again, another another thing that I've always wanted to get into has been real estate and um, yeah. always shown an interest in it. And uh, But that's that's awesome. Um, and so how long have you been doing that now? Yeah, so um, we, we, really, we started, so I was on a, I told you I go on morning walks a lot mm-hmm. of times and I'm, and it's just, I just go for a mile or so and uh, just have some time to think and I spent a lot of time wondering what a good business name would be. And the street we live on is 102nd Avenue, also known as Easy Street. (laughs) So uh, I said, hey, that's kind of a cool name. And so on a walk, I came up with this name. And um, so we've been investing in real estate for, for, for only five years, but we didn't start offering it to, to others, like bringing on other folks, other uh, limited partner investors until about a year and a half ago. So, so it's very new for us. Now, our operators that we're working with are much more experienced. Um, so, so that's kind of where we're, we're, we're kind of piggybacking off of them. We're, we're a part of... Um, several different mastermind groups mm-hmm. that um, that focus on different real estate asset classes. And so it's it's been fairly short for us. We're starting slow and, and just kind of building as we go. But about a, about a year and a half that we've been offering it to others and five years or so that we've been investing in real estate. That's awesome. And it, you bring up a good point when you're talking about mastermind groups. 
Uh, I think yeah. that they are a huge, huge help, no matter what industry you're in. I'm, I'm a part of a few of them myself. Yeah. Um, most of them are geared towards marketing. Um, one okay. of them is yeah. geared towards just entrepreneur, entrepreneurial journey. Right. Yeah. Um, but they are, I think they're a, a very good asset to have because the, you, you're leaning, you can lean on hundreds, if not thousands of people in some yeah. of these groups and, people that have done it before people that have been where you're sitting now that can give you guidance on, you know, Hey, I have this particular problem. I don't know how to get from, from A to Z here. Right. Can anybody help me? And then theoretically, you're probably going to have 10, 20 people chime in. Oh yeah. Why well, did this, yeah. this worked. I did this. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. And it's such a, it's such a cool thing. Again, I, I was never exposed to it until about two or three years ago. And, and it was a huge, huge thing for me because it, it really, it, it opened doors that I couldn't have dreamt of opening, you know, and that's, and it doesn't, and it's not all uh, monetary. Uh, most mm -hmm. of it's just experience and, and yeah. knowing the right people and, and putting myself in a position to even just do this podcast. You know, if I didn't, if I wasn't in a couple of those groups, this would never happen. Yeah. You know, no, so, it's, it's huge. It's huge. Um, I, like you, I, I didn't learn, well, I, I knew of masterminds and all that, but I just, I didn't feel like I had anything to offer, you know, and I thought, I thought I was going to do a lot of these things myself. And I was like, well, I'll build something and then I'll bring people in because then they'll want to communicate with me and work with me. Mm -hmm. And I kind of learned a lot of tough lessons from that, you know, and, and in reality, what I should have done is, is joined a a mentor or a mastermind group earlier and learned from those folks or partnered with those folks, whatever it may have been much earlier on. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm still grateful that we've, we've had our journey and, and I'm in them now, but you're, you're right. I, I often say that there's a, a, one of the groups we're in, I said, you know, I feel like if I wanted to build a rocket ship, I could ask the questions here and someone has done it and we could, we could build that rocket ship. Um, and if it was just me here by myself and I wanted to do that, impossible. Yeah. But with these groups, you know, you get in with the right folks and and like you said, varying levels of experience and and everything, uh, you can make a lot happen with with uh, a team. And, and you know, it's funny to me because I I didn't recognize this at first, and I don't know why. Because you know, you, you think about the calls that you respond to as a in in your department. And, and a lot of it goes so well because you're a part of a team, right? And for some reason uh, in real estate, I didn't see that at first until I joined these groups and I started asking questions and we started doing projects and I'm like, holy cow, like, why didn't I recognize this earlier? I, I don't, I don't know, but same, same thing. You can get a lot done with a team of folks for sure. No doubt. And that's a great way of putting it. I haven't, I haven't thought of putting it that way and yeah. nor, you know, has any guest uh, mentioned that. So that's a, it's a great way to put it. You know, you, you compare it to, um, you know, to the fire service and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's such an easy comparison to make. And I think for those of us that are relatively new in our entrepreneurial journeys, uh, whether it's what it doesn't matter what kind of business it is, and you're wondering if you should 
join one of those groups, right? Because, you know, again, like you, I, I thought the exact same way. I was like, I'll just do it myself. And people just come to me, right? That's how business works, right? Yeah. Hard lesson. It does not work that way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, again, I, I share the same sentiment. I wish I would have done it sooner, but, you know, I feel that, you know, we're all life is a, you know, is a, is a giant journey. Right. And sure. things happen for a reason, I believe. And, you know, I think that, uh, they laid out in my life for a reason in the order that they did, but, you know, if you're, if you're on the fence of joining one of these groups, I highly, highly encourage you to do so because one of the, one of the reservations that I had, which I'm sure other people have as well is, well, are people really going to be genuine in there and actually help me? Are they oh, going to yeah. withhold information? Are they just going to keep, you know, all this information tight to the chest only give me tidbits? Yeah. And I have to say every one of the groups that I've been part of have been the complete opposite of that. And they have yeah. all been extremely helpful everybody in the group is, is giving. Um, I mean, yeah, of course there's people in there or there's groups out there that aren't that way. There's sure. no doubt about that, but I've been fortunate enough. And it sounds like same is true with you to be a part of a lot of these groups that genuinely care about each other and genuinely want to see you and I succeed in our journeys and give as much information as possible. Because I mean, I think that if I was in their position, I was, let's say 10 years in, I mean, that's, that's what I'm all about is, is service and giving. And and I would be doing the same exact thing that they're doing and giving out whatever information that you want to know, right. To make, to make you succeed. And it, it's, it's very, it, it's a great, uh, it's, it's pleasing to see that there's still a lot of people left in this world that, that have that type of attitude. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like you said, I mean, in my in my experience, um, most folks in these groups they're they're all there looking to give in there, but but at the same time they're all there looking um, to receive in a way too, right? Because we're all looking to learn something or partner with somebody or 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 gain some information, but they're they're at the same time all there too to be very giving and answer questions. And, and I think, cause everybody has the mindset, you know, of like when you give, you receive type of thing. And, um, obviously, um, there's, there's a little more depth to it than that statement, but, um, mm -hmm. you're right. I mean, the, as, as far as the groups I've been a part of, um, I have liked some better than others, most certainly. Mm -hmm. Um, but they all, um, in their own way have been really, really good. And so I, I highly recommend, getting involved with, um, like an accountability group or a mastermind group or a, some sort of a mentorship, especially when you're new, because I think it just, it accelerates the learning curve and it'll, it'll hopefully stop you from any, um, mistakes on your own, you know, so it just kind of collapses timeframes for you. And, and, and I know, I know for me, there's some decisions I made early on that, um, I probably wouldn't have made had I had an accountability group or a mentor next to me to say, don't do that or yes, do that. So they're definitely worth the time, especially if you're, if you're have that entrepreneurial mindset and you're looking to grow something or build something good to have that experience around for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree. Now yeah. you have, you have a lot going on in your life, right? You have a family, yeah. you have the business, you got the fire department, and then now you're, you're still 
you're and then you're producing content for Instagram yeah. and you know soon to be YouTube for your health journey as well and fitness journey. What <laughs> we we talk and I've talked pretty much every guest has said the same thing when you when we talk about you know is there or when I ask if there's something that comes across that or if sorry I'm losing my train of thought today. No, you're um, okay. You know if there's one thing that that is a difficulty running a business while doing all this stuff at the same time, what would that be? And a lot of those answers are time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I'm probably no different. And, and some, sometimes, you know, I have the, I have that com, com, competitiveness where I really want to succeed and I really want to reach my goals. And sometimes when you get so focused on um, say your goal is, is uh, I, I want $50 million of real estate or whatever your number is, you can, you can really, um, you can really get too tied down to that. And then you forget about the journey you're on and you forget about what's right in front of you. Um, you know, uh, your home, your family, whether you're married or not, you know, it could be a spouse. Um, and so for me, like many, many others, it's time for sure. And I'm still learning how to, um, how to let go of things that I shouldn't be doing and that I could, that I could pawn off, not, not pawn off. We'll say, um, sub out to a, to a VA or a partner or somebody like that, because I'll say this last year, we got, we got pretty deep in, in doing the real estate stuff. And then, you know, just being a, a father and, and still showing up to work and, and doing, um, quality work. Um, I found myself frustrated in myself because, um, I had lost sight of what I really wanted a business for. And what I wanted a business for was future security mm -hmm. and more income to then have more time with my family. But what I was doing on my journey to that was neglecting my family. And, and I found myself on the phone too much, or I found myself digging for deals too much or trying to do this and trying to do that. Ultimately, all my time was focused on real estate. And then I, you know, I, I, I hate to say it, but I felt like that then, then it was my family. And that's, that's not, not what I want at all. And I know that there's certain, there's certain sacrifices you have to make to, um, start a business and run a business and all that. But I've really started asking myself, what do I want my life to look like? And then build a business around that. And it's a really hard question to answer. I've spent a lot of time, you know, um, in silence and sitting there and, and wondering what is the best route for me and how do I do this with um, remaining a, a present father with a lot of time for my family. And it's a hard, hard question to answer. There, there is nothing easy about <laughs> being an adult <laughs> and, and, yep. and, and trying to be an entrepreneur and, and, um, you know, raise a family and go to work, you know, it, it it's tough. So yes, you're right. Like others, time is difficult. Um, it, it's, it's really, really difficult, but, um, I, I'm working on it. And, uh, and I think over time, We'll get it figured out. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's again, it's, it's, it's not a perfect science and 
you know, everybody seems to be, to be working on it. Um, yeah. You know, it, it was a big issue for me too. It still is. And, you know, I, I've definitely gotten better at scheduling things. I've definitely gotten better at, you know, whatever time it was, four, five, six o'clock. That's yeah. it. You know, now it's, it's family time, but you know, calls come up, you know, stuff comes up, you know, after hours, of course. And, and being the business owner or the entrepreneur, it's like, well, we don't have this giant team to sit there and, you know, handle these requests or handle these text messages or phone calls yeah. or, you know, especially being a small business owner, you know, like yourself, it's, it's hard to do. So, yeah. you know, there's definitely give and take there. Right. But at the same time, you can say, you know what, everything's kind of taken care of today. I'm just going to, I'm going to go take the kids out. I'm going to go do yeah. this. I'm going to go maybe take the wife out for dinner, you know, whatever it is. And you have that flexibility, but yeah, I know, think it's, I think there's, there's certain things that I'm learning and, and like one of them is, is like you said, so we were talking about fasting earlier. Mm -hmm. Well, you can also fast from your phone and you can fast from your business and, and you yes. probably should. And, and that means, you know, like you said, set a schedule. And if you, if you um, have a family or a spouse or whatever it is, you know, may, maybe three o'clock is your time or four o'clock is your time, just end it because pretty much everything that you need to do, or you think you need to do, or, or it has to be done or has to be answered will be there tomorrow in your normal business hours. Right. Yep. There's really not much that has to be done now, or, or, or there's not much where you know, at seven o'clock at night during your dinner, you have to pick up your phone and answer. You think you do, you don't. And so I, I'm still learning that. I'm still guilty of, of, a, of a lot of being on my phone too much, answering emails or text or, or, or looking for a deal, whatever it may be. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it though. You know, like you setting down your phone and saying, okay, business is done. It's all family now. Um, because you know, in, in the end, really, not everybody has a family, but for me right now in my life, in the end, what, what matters to me is that my girls remember I paid a lot of attention to them yeah. and not vice versa. Because I know, I know being gone for 24 or 48 hours at a time, um, though I'm home 20 days a month, there's, they feel like you're gone all the time. You know, you're not home at night and mommy's putting us down for bed. And I, it's a bummer feeling, you know, it is. And I don't, I don't want them to feel like when dad's home, he's still not home. No. And, and I, you brought up a great point with, with our schedule, right? We're, we're on the same 24, 48 schedule here and yeah, we're home for 20 days a month, but it, it, it you know, to my son, he, he feels the same way. Oh, dad, you got to go to work today. Yeah. Like, yeah. Son, sorry. You know, and, yeah. but you're gone for 24 hours. And there's obviously a potential, there's always a potential for mandatory overtime, at least right here right yeah. now. <laughs> um, and, you know, so you have that, but then you come home, it's like, okay, well, if the kids are school-aged, well, now they're in school. So there's another eight, nine hours that you're not going to see them. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's like, you know, so yeah, you're home for 20 days, but you're also missing out on weekends. You're missing out on holidays, birthday parties you know, all kinds of stuff with our profession. And sure. yeah, we know that, right. We know that coming into it. And, but you know, it's, it's like you said, that 20 days at home doesn't feel like 20 days at home. Yeah. And, and there's, there's also too, and this just happened to me, you know, happens a lot, but and you'll know this, but uh, my last shift, we got wrecked all night. 
And then, and then you get home and, and you feel like all you want to do is just sit down you know, or you want to fall asleep and you try not to, you know, from a, from a, a health standpoint, you probably should go to sleep, but then, yeah. you know, if you do go to sleep, like you might be missing time with your, your family, or you might be missing time working on your business or whatever it is. So though we only work that, you know, seven to nine days a month or whatever that looks like, um, I feel like every time you get off shift, you're, you're kind of recovery and it, and it, yeah. and it hardly feels like a day off at home. And it's, I think it's, a, it's really hard for people to recognize that who aren't in the fire service or, or, yes. or work that type of shift work. Cause most people are just like, you go to work for a day, then you're off for two, or you go to a work for a day, then you're off for four, whatever, whatever that looks like. You're like, yeah. And it's beautiful. I love it. I would rather do that than the Monday through Friday. Absolutely. But even when we've had the luxury of sleeping all night or most of the night, I still go home and I don't feel great. You know, that's, that's one downfall of that job is that you're not in your own bed. You're kind of sleeping half cocked, ready to go on a call. Yep. So even if you get the luxury of sleeping, you're still pretty wrecked that next day. And, and I think it's hard for people who don't do the job to recognize that. 110%. Yeah. 110%. You know, here, here we're sp- we're speaking to the choir, right? You yeah, know? right. But uh, but e- but even so, you know, there's some. We actually last episode we had our first uh, police officer on. Okay. Um. So you know, they're depending on like a lot of them work twelve hour shifts. It seems. Um. Some eights. Our cops in our town actually just went from eights to twelves, and um, you know they even them with you know working some of those 12 hour shifts especially you know at overnights and then they're they're getting wrecked you know oh, with, with calls and overnights not that they're yeah. able to sleep most of the time but oh yeah you know then they're coming home and it's like yeah now it's time to go to bed but oh i know quite a few of them that have uh, uh their own businesses so it's like yeah. you know they're coming home and now they got to do xyz on the business and but I need to sleep. I know it's just like you said, I know it's important to, you know, get some shut eye, however long that is, but you feel like you're missing out on opportunity to work on your business. You're feeling, you know, like you're going to miss out on something with the kids or, you know, whatever it may be. And, you know, I think that people that are outside of public safety in general don't understand that at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I think you're right. And I think what I, what I tell myself is, um, you know, when you're, when you're in the building phase and you're, you know, you're, you're running a small business or you're doing some sort of investments, um, you have a family and and you're, you're going to work, like it's tough. It really is. But ultimately what I feel is, is if you can figure your way through that and you can make it through those tough times it, it separates the people who want it from the ones who give up in that period. Because I think a lot of people in that period where, man, this is hard trying to do a business or, 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 and trying to raise a family and trying to go to work and and all those things. I think a lot of people will just give up. It's hard. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, with, with fitness, um, what's the, what's the typical for people, you know, they start their workout on January 1st and then they're done by February because it's hard. You got to commit time to it. You got to be dedicated and it's, it's not easy. So what I always tell myself and what I tell others is, is right now, 
for a lot of us, and maybe right where you are, I are at is you're in this like this building phase, right? And it's hard, but you're going to work on being efficient at it. And you're going to work on spending time with your family and being present. You're going to get through that hard part. And then that's where you're going to like, you'll, you'll have your, your, your glory day in the hot sun. Mm-hmm. 100%. Where I think 90% of other people are just going to give up. So yeah, I don't know yeah. if it's just a test or not, but that's kind of the way I'm looking at it is I'm, I'm being challenged. I'm being tested. I'm going to work. I'm going to work my way through it. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to be a present father. And, and on the other side, it's going to be really good. Yeah, no, I, I a hundred percent agree with you. Absolutely. And you know, it. uh, I think it's, it's fruitful at the end. If, as long as you stick with it and like you said, you get through the hard times and yeah. it, those hard times are also going to make you a better person, both, yeah. you know, family-wise, business-wise, you know, hopefully a, be- a better leader in your business yeah. and in your home and, and even the fire department, right? Because you're, 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 these aren't skills that, um, tangible skills that we use at the firehouse. These are, mm-hmm. yes, they're apt. They absolutely tie into leadership in management, organizational skills, you know, running different projects at the firehouse, right? Yeah. So all of that stuff kind of ties in and it, and it almost gives us a different perspective at looking at some of that organizational stuff, especially when um, chiefs will, you know, say, Oh, we don't have the budget for that. We don't have the budget yeah. for that. Now being a small business owner, it's like, okay, now I'm starting to put numbers together and yeah, yeah all right, we don't have money for that, but let's figure out how we can get money for that. Right. Yeah. How we can, you know, appropriate things or whatever we need to do to, to accomplish that goal. So yeah. Well, um, side yeah. note though. Yeah. Don't ruin your life or ruin your family's life to try to get to that other side. So oh. I, I just explained that and I started thinking like, man, I, I don't want anybody to feel as if as if they should they should crush their family life or their own life just to get to the other side of a successful business because it might not be worth it. So you gotta be right. you gotta tread lightly there and be very delicate with my state with my first statement. <laughs> oh yeah. It, it, I agree because because you know, you're, you're going, you're going balls to the wall. You're, you're, yeah. you're getting, you're getting stuff done, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, well, if you're sacrificing, I mean, sacrifice is a given, right. But what are you yeah. going to sack? What are you willing to sacrifice? It, it shouldn't be family. Right. Right. Um, but if you, if the family does get neglected and you do pass over to the other side, you're, you're on the, you're, you're on easy street, right. Yeah. Quote unquote. <laughs> and, um, is your family still going to be there? Yeah. You know, it, did you push them away? Did you, you know, I'm, I, I would hope that, like you said, that you're not taking it too literal and you are, um, you know, you're still spending time with the family. Yeah. You're still busting your ass. You're working yeah. hard. You're, you're, you're getting stuff done. You're, you're accomplishing your goals, but that shouldn't take um, time away from your family to, no. in order to accomplish that goal to a point. Right. Yeah. I would rather have my business fail than to have, um, than to have my, my, we'll say $50 million of investment real estate. Um, but have my, my daughters all of a sudden are 10 and 12 years old. And I'm like, what happened? I missed it. I, I would, I would rather, I would rather, I'd rather fail and, and, and spend my time with them. So yeah, you, you have to, you have to balance that. And I think that's, you know, with, with being an adult and, and doing all that you do, that's the really, really hard part is, is the balance. Yeah. I think too, that's, what's important for, 
it sounds like you're doing this. You have a team of people helping you with, with the podcast and whatnot is, is, is learning how to um, be an efficient operator so you can have your time. So maybe you're giving up equity or, or you're giving, you're, you're, you're paying some other folks. And so you're not making as much or whatever it might be, but ultimately you've, you've paid for your time, which, which would be worth it. And in the, in the long run, you know, you'll, you'll grow and, and you'll get yep. through that. Agreed. Now, in if you had to give one piece of advice, which you've given a lot of <laughs> tidbits and, and good advice so far, but you know, if there was somebody that uh, that came up to you and asked you, Justin, you know, what what's one thing that you could, one piece of advice that you can give me in my entrepreneurial journey that you wish you knew when you first started? Um, I think it goes back to the um, the finding an accountability group or partner or mentor. Um, because I just think that it, it, like I said, it kind of collapses timeframes, right? Like um, I spent a lot of time suffering and a lot of pain um, learning all these things myself and, and messing up and uh, making bad decisions and learning from those, right? That's, that's how you learn. But um, I think if I could have early on found a partner um, um, or a mentor to essentially hold my hand and, and, and build something together and um, learn from their experience and all that. I think, I think I, that would be my biggest, my biggest piece is, is find, find that accountability partner or a group a mentor to, to really help you through and somebody you can ask questions to and, and get information from. I just, books are great. YouTube is great. Like there's a lot of information out there, but there's nothing better than having somebody or some people that you can call on in, in times of need, um, especially when you're growing a business or you're doing investments, whatever that looks like. Um, Cause there's a lot to be learned and there's a lot of mistakes to make. And I think a lot of them can be avoided and save you a lot of time, a lot of pain, and maybe and, and maybe a lot of capital um, if you have that group or that person that you can call on. Yeah, I love it. It's great advice. And yeah. Justin, if people are going to look up Easy Street, how would yeah. they do so? Yeah, so um, we we do have our uh, a website that we we had just started a while back. We're still kind of perfecting it, but it is um, easystreetequity.com. And you can reach me at Justin at Easy Street Equity. Um, and then also my my Instagram is, uh, it's my middle name. It's jmaurice81. You can find me on there. That's where I just, I post a lot of my fitness stuff and I post um, a lot of my family and whatnot, just kind of showing my life and what I'm doing. Um yeah, so that's that's where you could find me. Like I said, we're we're kind of early on, so uh, we're not big on on YouTube or anything yet. But um, maybe I'll get back on with you here in the near future and and have another chat with you, and 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 uh, we could we could talk about each other's growth from today compared to the next time I talk to you, and we'll have a we'll have a YouTube channel and everything for you. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. No, we'll definitely. Definitely hope to have you get on again in the future. That's yeah for sure. What we'll do is we'll put your put the website, put your uh, email address, social media links, whatever you want in the in the show notes, so that way people know how to get a hold of you. And Great. you know if they have any questions about you know your fitness journey in particular, um, you know or your uh, business. I mean, I've 
I've actually heard from quite a few guests that uh, they've contacted each other, which is kind of cool. Oh, cool. Um, just about random things. Um, yeah. One of them was uh, someone looking for uh, mental health help with one of our la- one oh, of really? our previous get, uh, guests, and cool. so that was that was really cool. And um, you know, hopefully they uh, they were able to connect and get that uh, taken care of. But um, but yeah, it's yeah. it's cool community. That's awesome. Before. No, that's awesome. And I think like that's such a it's such a cool thing that people like yourself do is is just connecting others. That there's so much value in that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's it's really cool. And that's what I really love about we we're talking. We talked a lot about uh, mentorship groups and and accountability accountability groups and whatnot. But it's so cool connecting other people. I like yeah. that. So it's cool you're doing that. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, well, man, thank you again. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule sure. to to hop on and and have a have a good conversation again if you need to get a hold of jason all of or sorry justin that's all right um all of the uh show notes will have your uh, website social media Perfect. handles and yeah we'll definitely have you on in the future it was a pleasure and uh thanks for coming on man yeah no worries i appreciate you having me it was good chatting with you Thank you for listening to the First Do Entrepreneurs podcast. If you like our show, please hit that subscribe button below and leave a five-star review. If you're a first responder that also runs a business or maybe you're looking to start a business, check out our Facebook group for tips. Thank you again for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.